John Claude is a producer, filmmaker, artist. He does it all, um, and he's from he's from Georgia, so he's from the South. Um, so, and today we're gonna learn a little bit about what he's been doing, and more importantly, we're gonna learn about his upcoming film called The Swap, which is gonna release very soon. Yeah, so, uh, so John, man, man just, uh, so, uh, how, just, how'd you get into production? How'd you get into, like, where that drive and that passion to, to create come from? Oh, uh, man, I always, always been passionate about everything I ever did, you know? I used to be big on sports and learn a lot of discipline and just passion from that right there. And my mom was a gospel singer growing up, so, yeah, my mom used to travel everywhere always be dedicated to anything she was doing, so I guess she just passed that down to me. Excellent. Nice. Just took that passion, put it in the film. Nice. Yeah. You seem like a really driven, driven man. That uh, that that, that had to have come from your father. Uh, if I did my research right, he was into sports, right? Yeah, yeah. My pops used to play sports back in the day. Nice, nice. And um, I think previously we may have talked about how my personal belief in how football. The uh, fundamentals and aspects you do learn, you can apply them to life. And I know you're you're at one point in time you were an athlete, and uh, you kind of ad adopt that same uh, theory as well as far as applying those fundamentals. I feel like sports sports do apply to life because it's like um, it's like it's like work sometimes. Like it's gonna be hard, it ain't gonna be easy, but you gotta get up and you gotta get out there. And, and in life, you ain't gonna never win unless you gotta, you gotta put the work in. Push yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because there's always somebody that's right there across the line from you, and they going, they want just as much as you, just as bad. They going just as hard, so you got to go hard. Absolutely. You know, you're around people from all ethnicities, like, you know, all different races. You know what I'm saying? On the team, and then you get along, and you learn to trust others, you know? Absolutely. Because when you run a play, everybody got an assignment. One person messes up, the whole thing crash. Exactly. So you learn to do. To, to depend on the people around you and to build a team and, you know, work as one. Absolutely, dude, absolutely. That's awesome, man. That, that, that's really good stuff. Um, so, yeah, like, so let's move on to some entertainment, some, some, some stuff. So what's John claude doing right now for his fans and future fans? Like, what, 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 what do you want them to see? I'm, I'm staying busy. I'm out working everybody. There's a lot of people out there with talent. I know there's a lot of people that's more talented than me. But it's like, are you gonna outwork me? You know, you're gonna you're gonna keep coming with it. You're gonna invest in yourself. You're gonna believe in yourself as much as I believe in myself. You know, so absolutely. I got a lot of merch lined up. I got the website doing great right now. I got a web series out right now, five episodes. I got a movie that will work again out available right now. Great movie. Yeah, I got a uh, smoke so live fast getting ready to drop within the next three weeks. I have seven way prepared. I'm in the studio working with Big Phrase, or uh, he's with Rock Nation now, on um, songs from Beyonce all the way to Ice Cube, John Legend, everybody, so. Excellent. I love to hear that. Um, I loved everything about that, except for the part where you say you get your merch made somewhere else and you didn't come to your boy. You heard my feelings, <laughs> we're gonna have to talk hey. about after the podcast, um, after the interview. I've been, I've been paying attention to a lot, what you got going on, what you got me here today. You know, I, just, I love what you got going on. I, and I support, I support another brother that, that's striving like me, you know. I appreciate that. Yeah, you deserve it. You want to give it to you. Know, speaking of striving, you know, um, the the meaning of silver light. Did I have ever told you? 
Not well, uh, when I when I first created Silver Life, and it has to do with striving, so that's why I say wait. Um, so I came up with the idea on my way back from my first tour, um, and I was on the airplane, and my first name was terrible. Like, it won't even speak it again out of my mouth, but still had silver in it. And um, I needed a name. I needed a rebrand, and I thought about the Olympics, which dates back to the ABC. To ABC. It's the longest lasting competitive games amongst humans. So in the Olympics, you have bronze, silver, and gold. Yeah. So I wanted to make a lifestyle, not just a brand, something that, that the youth can follow and live by. You know, So I created Silver Life, the Silver Lifestyle, which is the theory of striving for gold, yeah. constantly striving for gold, but staying hungry and humble and staying silver. So no matter what is, uh, hurdles or trials or tribulations in your way, you overcome them, but you never say, I won. You never say I did it because there's something more that you can do. So you say striving, which is what that segment. So that's silver life, you know. But um, enough about that, bro. Tell me about the swap, man. I want to know, man. I'm waiting for it to come out. Yeah, everybody. It's dropping this year, man. It's a great concept. I want to hear about it. Yeah, man. Like, like, basically, I'm gonna tell you how the whole swap came about. I um. Sometimes I write my thoughts. I see certain things that from the news or word of mouth, and I, I just write about it. And um, I wrote a song once, and it was basically about I felt like you know the police brutality and all the people being killed, and Absolutely. and it made me wonder like, dang, like, like nobody's doing it about this. Like it, it keeps happening repeatedly. You know, like people people will shoot a young kid, young black man on the block, and then you go to jail and you get. You literally get out and talk about it. Like I know somebody who who's locked up for selling drugs to feed the family, and they in jail twenty years. You know, like, it's kind of crazy. It, it doesn't add up, you know. Right. And so, and I, I noticed a lot of people have made things involving like about uh, what goes on police brutality and and, and and young black men dying at the hands of police, but nobody. I, I don't feel like they 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 feel it. Like I hear the, the heroes, the Black Lives Matter movement, and, and you know protests. But it's and, not hidden. Yeah, it's like, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like, do you care? Like, you right. see it, you hear it. Like, but do you care? Like, did you feel anything? Right, right. So it was like when I made the swap, that was my goal. Like, and like that's why I get the name the swap. Like, we gonna swap places. Like, I'm gonna put you over here, and we gonna get over there. Right. And I want you to see what it feels like to walk to the bus stop. And a black lady cuff up hers, and you didn't do nothing. You trying to go to work. And the swap is going to be a white lady. No, no, it's a black lady. I'm sorry. Well, basically, like like yeah. I said, like the swap is basically, you know, like like white, white culture dice. in the hood. You know, you shooting dice and you're cooking noodles and you wearing do rags, your pants hanging off, your pit bulls, and you smoking cigarettes. And, and yeah, those white people living in the well, hood. What would the black people be doing? But the black people, is, you know, it's like they're, they're the police officers and the business owners. They walking around while 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 the white people out here living their life, and you got black people walking around looking like, okay, yeah, we gonna tear that down, like, yeah, we gonna tear this down. We finna gentrify, like they gentrifying the hood while they living there, like, like you know what I'm saying, like, <laughs> absolutely. So it's like that's what I wanted to build it around because a lot of times people say things and people do things, but these things, same things that we've done, has been done repeatedly in history over the years. But it's like, it's difficult to make a film like The Swap because how many white guys can you get 
that's going to actually come to the hood and do this for me and accept what comes along with it. I have something to say to that. I agree with you. It's going to be difficult to do that. But that's why you need a liaison person like myself, someone that has experienced both sides. In addition to that, mm -hmm. I have a theory and perspective on this entire film, you know? And my core beliefs about speaking about the separation between black and white. Mm -hmm. um, Morgan Freeman once said, how do we stop racism? Stop talking about it. Yeah. But I, I wasn't done, I wasn't done, because this isn't to be against the film. Mm -hmm. I personally want to be as involved as I can in the swap because I love how you're trying, not trying, how you're portraying the difference finally giving people ocular uh, reference to how we live, not we, um, some African Americans live, and then how some um, Caucasians live. Mm -hmm. And that perspective needs to be out there. Following that, I think I'll just, won't be talking about race at all because I want to try to kill it. And I believe we gotta stop talking about it. I feel, I feel like it's deeper than that. It gotta be, it gotta be killed at the root. Like it, it's deeper than not talking about it. It's easy to talk about it when it's not happening to you. You know what I'm saying? Like I live in a neighborhood where my house is beautiful. Like when I, the people around me, they feel like I don't, I shouldn't live there. On on Fourth of July, when I pop my firecrackers, they call the police, and the police actually come and they want to know what we're doing. Mm. And I'm like, oh, you mad? Let me open the garage. You know, I want you to get real mad. You know what I'm saying? Because. Like, what, what did I do? Like, I've done nothing to nobody. Looking at nicer neighbors. Yeah, I got a fire on my own. Here's my, here's my fire on my license. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? People like, have to deal with that in this, this south, 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 and I, I, I hate it's, it. It's all over the world. Well, it's, what I wanted to say. It's on your job. It's deep. It's, it go, it runs deep. It's like people who don't go through it don't see it because it's a secret. It's to the point where they may see what's going on. And it may be happening over here to you, and then when someone mentions, like, what are you talking about? But maybe they don't understand it, because, like I said, it was a system that's been put in place long before us. And that's the only point I was trying yeah. to make. It is way deeper than that, and the yeah. system has been put in place, and they have centralized kind of to the southeast. But, I wanted to just mention, I grew up in Williamsburg, and I was the only black person. In my school, my neighborhood, we had a nice house, all that. I didn't have those experiences until I moved down here. It's Monday, hop up out the bed. Wash my face, brush my teeth, brush my head. 7.20 in the morning, catch the bus at 8. Raymond noodles, chicken flavor on the paper plate. Walking down the sidewalk, I can see the stop. Everybody start running, then I hear a pop. Can't believe my eyes, I got to see him drop. I couldn't even move my feet it like I wasn't shot. Blood dripping from his head on his dreadlocks. Single shot, he ain't even need a red dot. That lead hot, he squirmed as he bled out. Shot five, man down, I need backup. Nothing to see him keep it moving, people back up. Damn, this shit deja vu. Same incident building a C in apartment 22. Sad thing, he was a father, man, that baby brand new. It's on the news now, everybody talking. So, uh, Sylvie, obviously we got the infamous John Claude here. We're here to talk about the biggest movie coming out, in my opinion, this year. It's called The Swap. The perspective is insane. Um, the content is insane. I haven't seen the script, but what I heard is insane. 
<laughs> and it hurts my feelings that I haven't seen the script because I wanted to be in it, but it's whatever. Hey, man. Everybody want to see the swap. Everybody asking me about the swap. Like, all day I get DMs. I get people reaching out. Some people reaching out because they really want to be involved. Some people reaching out because they're hearing what's going on and they don't like it, you know? But I like it. I like it. Yeah. So with the swap, man, how long has it been? How long has this process been? Oh, I say uh, I started this maybe like um, 2019, maybe in um, November. Nice. So, so Excellent. It, been long. It, don't take, it, it don't usually take me long to put a film together. You know, you got the right crew got together. People really care. Don't take much time. Writing team or you wrote it yourself? No, I wrote it myself. I wrote it myself. And then uh, Celtex or Final Draft? Oh. Uh, a lot of times when I do my films, like I be completely done with my films and then I'll film it and then when I'm done I go back and look at it and then I'll see what is missing. Yeah. And then I call everybody back in. I know we done, but other people don't know we done. They're still waiting on the next shooting day. Is that where we're at now? Uh we we have to go do you're having to go. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go back in and do more. We'll talk about that later out because we have to talk talk more about what's in the film, and then we can discuss the change you would like to make. Yeah. But I, I really do want to know about your, your process. Like, uh, for me, I may have a casting call, whoever comes, I think if they fit the script, but you're a little more eccentric in the process. Yeah. So, for instance, uh, name two characters. I'd say my two favorite characters would probably be uh, Odell Harrison. Odell Harrison is from, um, he got a few scenes on Real Housewives in Atlanta. He's a comedian, all-star, Shaq, all-star coming to the gym. He's done a lot, but I just, I like his energy. A lot of times when I do my casting for my films, like I'm, I'm not going online, I don't have people lined up around the door. I already kind of have in mind who I want to use because I write my scripts. I know my people before I even write it down. Gosh, that way I can make the character come to life because I'm basically writing you as yourself, basically just, you know, in my environment, you know. Absolutely. I completely concur and I can see that. That's an awesome angle. Um, I do have a question. In the swap, since it's, you know, swapping races for situations, for the white woman um, to be portrayed in the hood doing hoodish things, How'd you go about casting the main character for that perspective? Oh, well, my main character is really, um, it's a young guy, um, like really, really like for, for, I really wanted, like I wanted, I didn't want to dress up the, the white guys like too black, so it was like, I wanted to find who fit it. So the white guy guy's the main character, he's actually a rapper, you know, he grew up around black culture, so he didn't have to too much pretend, it's like, kind of be yourself, only difference is, I'm going to put you in these ball main jeans and pull your pants down a little bit, put my do-rag on, put my necklace on, you know, he'll let me put these noodles in his pot, cook this for me right here, you know, it was easier then, um, I had another chick, like, you know, in every hood, you know, you got your, you got your, your chick, your hood chick, fine as hell. You see her, you wouldn't know she's from the hood, but when you go pick her up, then you're like, oh, shit, you know. Oh, yeah, got yeah. you, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, I had to find my white girl like that that represent the hood chick, and, uh, you know, I tried to um, hit the strip club up. I found one chick online, and um, 
she had so many followers and she was so busy, I couldn't really get in touch with her. Every time I would message her, she wouldn't respond. She wouldn't even open it. So I had to go to the strip club, throw some ones and shit. Hands on get, her, get her right there close to me and then, hey, look, check this out. I've been trying to get in touch with you. This is what I do. Then, and I actually got on set, but when I got it there, that wasn't, that wasn't the one for me. And I knew this. I met this other chick riding in the lift and she works at Follies. Okay. And she had the pads, she had the braids, and she she had the, she was smoking backwoods like big, and I was just like, damn, this motherfucker black for real. But she not though, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, I got her information. She didn't know why I got her information, but I chopped it up with her because I could tell that she wasn't in the film and shit like that. When when she when she got comfortable and all that, then I let her know what I do. And by the end, I gave her a role. It worked worked out perfectly. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I did that. Um, I used chains from uh, Black Ink Crew and. Um, Cause for the main characters, like, I wanted a white guy with some dreads. Cause I wanted to symbolize it like you black, but the only difference is your skin. If you everything we are, only difference is your skin. So it was like I didn't want to have to put fake tattoos. And so it was like he had real dreads. He had real tattoos on his face. So it was like I went and got him. But when I first got black ink, I walked in. It looked at me crazy. Cause I was, you know, on a regular day, I looked like I might look like trash. Cause you know, I ain't trying to impress nobody. So I pull up to the studio, as I see him online, I'm like, this is the perfect dude. I put in the address, I go pull up. I get there, they're like, mm, yeah, all right. They weren't taking me serious. So I went home, maybe like a couple of days later, I dressed up, put my jewelry on, pulled up in my good car. As soon as I got the car, they didn't even recognize I was the same person. Now it's all good, like, yeah, we can. But I developed a relationship with Chains, and he happened to be a good guy, man. We talk on the phone often, talk to his manager. They wanted to see the script. I sent them only enough to get my point across, and, we got that put together. Man, that is sad how you have to like, but it's dope. No, that's you, business, you know, I get it, I get it. I get it too, I get it too, but you know, should be like that, we shouldn't judge people, but that's what your movie's about. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, so like, like when I created The Swap, The Swap was created for opinions. The Swap, I don't, The Swap is for the companies. This film is for the Absolutely. companies. That's what it's made for. Because, right, but, so there's no message. Like, like it's definitely the message in the film is basically feel something, feel what we feel, experience what we experience, go through what we go through. You see it, you hear people say stuff, but when you look at it and you actually see this black guy aim this gun and shoot this guy and he didn't do nothing, it's like, man, it's, it hit close to home, you know. When you see that, when when white people see this black guy, this this white guy with these dreads and these tattoos and out here in the hood, it makes them say that. Why would you do that to yourself? Why you look like that? You know what I'm saying? But again, it's, it's you can't judge a person by their frame. You know, like I want the black people to look at this film and say, "Man, I don't look like that. Man, my pants don't hang down like that." Yeah, they do. Yeah, they you, do. you do look like look this. like that. You know, so it's like it's not that I'm racist as far as this film because just as much that I put into the white, I put into the black. I'm just basically getting oh, the point across. You I know, know what I'm saying? I've heard the music. I know. So it's it's basically it's it's made for opinion. Like when I was making this film, I didn't want to use nobody that looked like me and you for the film because it's like, oh, you ain't black. Yeah, in the middle at the end of the day, I, I found the blackest people in the hood and people that I know to be in this film so that, you know, when you see him pull that trigger or you see this person over here walking up around these kids and gentrifying these neighborhoods, like, I want you to feel something. Like, that's exactly how I, like, you know. Awesome. I would love to give 
since this film is about opinions, and just based on what I know, I would love to give the first opinion, but I'm going to give it to you after. I'm not going to do it now. <laughs> That's um, what's up, awesome. So you're excited about it? Yeah, yeah, man. I'm very excited about it. Man. You we know, had to move the release date. When are you thinking about putting it out? Oh, uh, really? The release date is still the release date, but I'm releasing something else. Like, as, as well as the film, I got somewhat of a soundtrack put together. I got Big Rude from Dungeon Family on the soundtrack. Awesome. And um, we, just, we just got some music and stuff put together. We're going to release some music. We're going to release some interviews. I want to let people know what they're about to see. I want to get people prepared for it. Absolutely. Man, so I, I can't wait until it comes out. I can't wait till it comes out, and I know you're excited. I, I, I know that you're going to be a great, great filmmaker. After this, you're going to come out with something else that's just going to rock the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. So that's Silver Life Media, man. This is John Claude. Yeah, man. John Claude, Rich Mogul Records, man. Um, Not Law Films. Silver Life Media. Y'all stay tuned. Just Swap media. coming real soon. They open the streets. Swap coming real soon. Follow me on social media at J-O-N-C-L-A-W-D. Swap's coming soon. Follow me on social media everywhere. Another young black man killed by a cop. Screaming self-defense, I heard the kids scream stop. Now put him in a fence. They put us in a box. On a roll or not, you still a nigga. Wow, you motherfuckers like eating fried chicken. And government assistance, you should just go back to Africa. Is that the only thing that you see when you look at me? Assume I'm a thug with a criminal history. Will I die this traffic stop should not be a mystery. Every time I leave the house, is it really a risk for me? Due to my skin color, you look at me differently. High price private schools to keep me from Tiffany. If our roles reversed, how much justice would you demand be dispersed? Would black folks put up a fight when you proudly recite how much white lives matter? And out of spite, we acted like your words were meaningless chatter. As if the senseless death of any child, black or white, was anything but a horrible disaster. If the boys in blue were mostly men of black skin, and the neighborhoods were white they rolled around in. Profiling and defiling young men with white skin, being beaten and shot by racist-ass cops. Tell me what's the difference if his skin's black or not? Would we be any worse than the indifferent Caucasian? If we acted amazed when you protested the hunting down slaughter and rapid wholesale caging of innocent kids.